0: Jay is in the bill.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you doing on this gorgeous what,
0: evening? What? Man, oh, man. I, I, man. I don't even know where to start, bro. I don't even know where to start. So, Tell you me. know what? I, I think that the, the town hall in Rockaway on the eastern end, in my opinion, was a joke.
1: Ah, so we're we're, we're discussing the post town hall this evening. I see. Oh, okay. I, I well, yeah. I got a lot to say as well, but you know, continue on.
0: Well, uh, first of all, I I feel it was staged. Um. Yeah. Uh, the way the room was set up. Uh, the way a lot of people's hands were skipped over when they're like waving the hands right in front of the councilman, and he's just like, almost like they were invisible, like they weren't even there. And it seemed like the people who had some real pressing issues, not to knock the ones who did, uh, who were preselected, um, <laughs> didn't have valid issues. But uh, you could just tell it, it was not the type of town hall like I'd been to previously and Bell Harbor, uh, when Senator, uh, I'm sorry, Councilman Ulrich uh, had his uh, last year. Uh, So I, I noticed that it seemed like most of the NYCHA issues were front and foremost, and not to knock our brothers and sisters in there because they have a lot of issues in there that I feel the city is not addressing, however, um, there are other residents that live in one family, two family homes, condos, co-ops, uh, large buildings like Arvin View where you live. And um, their issues are, are just as concerning as, as anyone else. So uh, how, did you, how did you see it, Jeff?
1: Um, i start here. Where should I start? Well, I'm going to start by agreeing with you to the setup of the room. Um, I walked in, bright smiles, lots of welcoming. You know, I felt welcome. You know, I like a lot of the people there. Shook a lot of hands, gave a lot of hugs to people. Um, but yeah, I'm looking around the room. You know, things were a little awkwardly shaped. You know, I, I remember in Bell Harbor's town hall, it was a, a circle, kind of like it. it seemed like everyone was included in the room. And, you know, now we had like one section catty cornered in on the corner somewhere. We had two sections that were side by side, and then You had one section where all the the top city dignitaries, I like to say, were sitting. And then you had a whole Mm -hmm. section of people sitting behind them on the catty corner side. And, you know, it's kind of hard to tell who's in the audience. Now, to uh, point out what you've said about the pre-selection, I'm just going to go off the whim. And I'm going to have to be very careful with my words tonight. Because, you know, a, a fine gentleman told me that, hey, remember, everything that you say, you must own it. And, um, you know, it's just the first person who got selected in the town hall. I just found so coincidental that that would be the first guy that you would pick at the town hall, not to knock the brother at all. This man's put in many years of work and, and found himself to be successful. But um, I already that was already a red flag to me on how they started off the town hall with like all this, you know, they might as well have some Oscar awards there or something, you know, just, just turn it into the ESPYs <laughs> or something, you know, it's, it's like a town hall is for the people. And
2: That's it true. was
1: supposed to be about us. It wasn't supposed to be about organizations. It wasn't supposed to be about who you like, who you supported, who, what, you know, what projects could to update us, but no, nah, man, You're this right. is about us tonight, man. You sit down, You pick everyone equally, you know, and I'm not saying that going around the room is a bad thing. I think you should pick one person in each section to go around, but just be fair about your selections. Not one person should have two questions. One organization shouldn't have two questions.
0: Correct. Correct.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, that was just to agree with you. Now, my own personal uh, aspect of it, I I would say um, it it was unorganized um okay. it seems like organizations who've gotten a certain amount of money from someone seem to be the ones who were running the show and for three i think a lot of people know i've been open about this mayor i, I would say that i'm a, I'm a supporter of his and i'm and proud to say that i voted for him twice same here um but he did not really answer the questions but i'm not going to throw all the blame on him per se i'm going to also say that it seems like the councilman was kind of like and I mean, he is the the moderator. He is the one who sets it up. So don't get me wrong. He should be the man in the room. But it seems like he wasn't really giving the mayor a chance to really answer questions. And then also the mayor himself on his end is just throwing things over to the city officials.
0: Yeah, all, all the commissioners uh, that were in the room. I, I, I can say I, I, I agree with you on, on, on that. And it was... It, I don't think it was a fair selection process. Um, and I was just watching which groups were answering the questions. Um, another uh, thing that was troublesome, and the uh, president of our civic was there, and we, we kind of discussed it. And the heart of Rockaway is the civic in the area where the town hall was being held. And notice. We weren't mentioned. We weren't on the flyer. But all of these other outside organizations that are from Far Rockaway were mentioned. And I think that's uh, disrespectful. And um, I noticed a lot of the elected officials from the eastern end were not present. Did you not notice that, Jeff?
1: I noticed. Yes. Yeah.
0: You know... So that tells you that something is going on.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, something's also strange about this is because I don't know if you noticed the division in the room. It was very quiet in there as far as division wise. You wouldn't see it unless you were paying attention. You have one side of the room that seemed to be like, okay, you know, we're not so pro you guys. We're we're more like, hey, help us, help us. And then you have one side of the room that was all pro everything. I love you. I love Mm -hmm. you.
0: Oh, exactly. yeah.
1: It's just like, well, you know, if you guys didn't really have an issue with this guy, why are you here? <laughs> you know, of
0: Horse some pony shit. You know, but um, I, I just, you know, it didn't bother me that my invisible hand was not picked. Um, but there were some people that really had some pressing issues that uh, were passionate about their problems. But uh, when you just point to the commissioners and the commissioners are really not answering the questions directly and, and and satisfying the people to let them know that they're going to address their concern. It was basically like, Oh, just see me afterwards. And you know, how does that even get to root of the problem? Now my son was picked and he wanted to thank the mayor for giving us a school crossing guard at beach 73rd which lord knows we need one uh and when we tried to get one through our council member it fell on deaf ears hmm. also when we tried to get the ferry shuttle stops uh and the Arvern area it fell on deaf ears uh and the mayor came through which we are very grateful now I supported our councilman, uh, when he ran in the special election and I, I made sure I told the majority of the homeowners in Arbor minus C that I support him and they should vote for him. However, I feel if you're not going to, uh, be impartial and, and have tough skin and be able to deal with your constituents, whether they disagree with you on one topic and maybe agree with you on another, I think that's a problem in politics because you have to know how to just accept everyone, whether they are on the same page with you or not on one topic or the other. I don't see that anymore. And that's why people probably lose hope and faith and don't vote anymore. Correct. You know, Um, I'm not sure which route the mayor may have taken coming out here driving. But if he goes to the people, had he come to our Civic, I'll show him the real Rockaway. Mm. You know, I won't show him a predetermined route where the streets were paved or maybe this area looks like uh, it looks better than the other area we have some trouble areas out here well and I know not, not to
1: cut I have to cut you off there. um I just wanted to get this point out before I forget <laughs> that you it's interesting yeah. you said bringing him down into a certain part of like you know where he could just go on a page street and see all the nice things. There was one thing that that kind of like you know upsetted me, and you know you know I got home went and spoke to my mother, who got like thirty years community organizing experience. And I told, I said, like, hey, don't take this the wrong way, because I know you grew up down there. Um, you know, part of when you moved to Rockaway, I know you went down there. You know, you lived on the on the mainland. You lived here, but it was—is it just me or like no one really was talking about Arverne and other areas on the east? It seemed like everything was far Rockaway. And, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was like I felt like my neighborhood was being pooped on because you came in my neighborhood, a proud Arverne resident. I don't care if you live in Auburn, by the sea, by the bay, a view, an uh, uh, ocean side, a bayside, whatever. You know, you came, in, you came in our territory, and it didn't sound like much was being done here in Auburn, but I heard Far Rock. We heard the Beach 30s, which is cool. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's mm-hmm. great. It's great that they're getting a beach open over there. It's been a long, long time coming. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, far rock me, of course, you know, we'll see how all of this transpires. Hopefully all this good stuff they're talking actually comes to fruition. Um, I'm just not sold on everything being all lovey-dovey, as they say. But um, what about the rest of the East? I didn't hear anything about Bayswater. I didn't hear anything about Arvern. I didn't hear anything about Somerville. If people are not educated enough on Somerville, that's basically the bayside of Arvern, which used to be its own neighborhood. Okay um you know mm. i didn't i didn't hear anything about too much about wave crest. what are they gonna do with the bungalows over there uh you know edgemere i didn't hear much about the flood protection of edgemere
0: hmm.
1: yeah I just wanted to throw that out there that's all
0: well what what really uh some valid points you you just brought up uh everything was to me the way it seemed to be going was a it was a It was pre-selected, and I I think that was not uh, fair to bypass so many people uh, in the community. Um, I also thought it was disrespectful uh, to Lou Simon, who's a district leader, um, who was standing up and actually
2: looking at him.
0: You know, I, I just felt he was slighted. He's somebody who's been in the game for many years. lived Joe. on both sides. So It's not yeah. like he
1: never lived on this side of town. I mean, I understand he's a district leader of, of the West, but he's he born and he was raised and spent most of his childhood and teenage years on this side of town. So he's just as passionate right. as anyone else that, that lives here currently. Right.
0: Right. And I, I I just, you know, that man, you know, even if you have a disagreement with him, you know, he's old enough to be your father. You know, um, the way you just, you know,
1: shout him out like that. I mean, you're still part of the same party just because he's a district exactly. leader somewhere else. He's the same party as you. And, you know, you got to start exactly. thinking about where you want to go after this. And now, exactly. you know, you're going to have to turn to your own people and your own party to help you, you know. Very this true. situation okay Jeff.
0: Jeff. I think we got some company oh, well, I was- expect- that-
1: I was expecting this tonight.
0: Is Lou Simon in the building? I think Lou Simon is trying to come in
1: wow, Lou's here.
0: I think he may be having some mic issues uh um, but you know what um I guess once he's figured that out, he'll jump in right, right. you know what? i I just think respect is due to. To, to any human being,
1: yeah. you know whether um, you agree or not. You know, I mean, I'll tell you this to point this out: when Eric Ulrich did his and um, town hall, it they we all know don't see eye to eye on anything. But what was what was interesting was that to Blasio and Eric, you were if you didn't know anything about the two. Uh huh. You can sit up there and say, Yo, these guys look like they best friends. And this guy's Republican. This guy's a Democrat.
0: Yeah. So, how
1: in the world? Okay. How in the world did is you- that you, Lou? Hold I on. Think I think we lost him. Jeff, we lost him.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll try to reach him again. Um, but I, I'm so, listening you know, you, you
1: know, if you didn't know anything about the two people, you just getting into politics, you would have thought they were the best of friends at that town hall. A lot of smiles, a lot of giggling, a lot of jokes. Correct. And, the most part, not even de Blasio's political realm. Let's just be honest. You know, half of that part of town didn't vote for him. And he came in there, and I have to say he did an excellent job. You know, both of them did an excellent job of doing those things, and those people there got their questions answered. Things were resolved. Um, Even we got what we needed in Arvern, and, hey, he didn't have to do that. He had nothing to do
0: with it. And you know what? I, I, know I saw a lot of people leaving. I saw a lot of community board members leaving. I saw a lot of people that work for other elected officials leaving and uh, sending me messages that told me they were, they were disappointed. They felt like it was a waste of their time. What? Um, Nothing was
1: being answered. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. I mean, if others felt like their questions were being answered, then you know what? To, to, to God be the glory, they would say in church.
0: Yeah, but it it was, um, it seemed very well rehearsed. Uh, I think we may have someone in there. Is that you, Lou? It's
2: me. Can you hear me? Oh, my God. (laughs) I got it. Sorry. I'm not. Lou Simon. (laughs) I'm sorry. I want to apologize. I didn't know how to do this. I had to put the microphone on. I apologize to everybody. Well, we
0: have Lou Simon. A district leader uh, from our community out here in the Rockaways. And uh, we were just talking about you, Lou. And um, I was just telling Jeff that I felt you were disrespected as a district leader, as someone who's been fighting for the Rockaways, all of the Rockaways, for decades.
2: Yes. Just to add to what you're saying. First of all, thank you for inviting me on. I, I, I was floored tonight. I didn't know what to say. Donovan really, really was very disrespectful to me. I never in a million years would have thought he would have done that. But I think I know the reason why, and I'll share it.
0: Okay, uh, okay. I
2: spoke to him, and I said, what are you raising money for a couple of weeks ago? He said, I'm running for borough president. I said, gee, I didn't know. What do you mean? I says, I already made a commitment to a candidate. I told him I made my commitment to Elizabeth Crowley during the summer. Mm. And I told him why I made the commitment to her and how I respected her. So tonight he showed himself and he totally ignored me. And when I said, what am I chopped liver? When I screamed out, he said to me, oh, you could talk after the meeting. So,
1: wow.
2: Yes. Wait, wait, he said that
1: in front of people in the town hall? Because I was on the other side of the room. So, yes,
2: yeah. yes, because I was sitting up near, right next to Dr. Coral Hunt. Correct. Hunt, and she looked and said, whoa to me, because I was just sitting there waiting for my turn, raising my hand, being a gentleman. And mm-hmm. Shadu looked at me, too, from Jane Sanders. And I said, Excuse me, I'm a district leader too. After Valerie spoke, and I said, What am I chopped liver? Oh, he says, You can get to it after the meeting.
1: Wow, you know, I'm I'm, you know, I apologize for that. I was just saying before you came on the air, um, you know, regardless of where you're at as a district leader, um, I think it's important that people need to realize that um, you're part of the same party for one. For for two, you lived on both sides of the peninsula for a very long time, and you you know people all over. And, and for three, last point is, you know, you're gonna he's gonna he's gonna need you. You know, if you're thinking about running for another another office seat, you can't remember where you can't you can't not remember where you come from. You're gonna have to take care of everything. Exactly,
2: exactly. And I and what I do want to yeah. say, one thing I'm very proud of, I started at nine years old to help keep the Auburn Library open. I grew up in Auburn when it was called The Project. And I've never lost my roots. I go and I shop on Weeks 20th Street. I shop on Monte Avenue. I utilize the whole peninsula. My, I, I consider people who live in Rockaway from one end to another my family. I don't consider them constituents. And the one good thing I could say the same people I grew up with still talk to me, and we love and respect each other. And mm-hmm. you know what, tonight, as I was sitting in the chair as people were coming in, people I haven't seen in a couple of years came, oh Lou, how are you doing? They were looking at my face I explained to them. I wound up with a little Bell's palsy. And mm-hmm. you know, I was sitting there, I tried to be real nice, I tried to be a gentleman, Mm-hmm. And I had to stand up because I was dealing with a little discomfort in my neck and back because this has caused me to have a pinched nerve. And okay. I was very shocked that a man who I thought was an intelligent man, who I thought cared about Rockaway, completely turned around and told me no. Now,
0: unbelievable! I
2: noticed he called a lot of people there that did not live in the district, he called upon one man who had a problem regarding signs, which I'm well aware of. Yeah. He called upon so many people from one union, and he actually at one point lost control when they were telling the mm-hmm. mayor about getting money raises. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I'm 100% with the people, but you know what? Spread the wealth. Let others talk in the room. He allowed okay, some exactly. people to get up and talk, and it was more one-sided. And everyone wow. he knew.
1: Wasn't that what we were just saying?
2: Yep, pre-planned.
1: Exactly,
2: it was pre-planned. Okay. Uh,
1: well, I thank I, I I thank the district leader, for for confirming. Furthermore, as a witness to what we were saying in the beginning before you joined, but continue. Go ahead, yeah. please continue.
2: Yeah, because to me, I'm going to be very upfront. I have run meetings of oh God for over 40 years, and I've also facilitated things. You got to hear from okay. everyone, whether you agree or disagree. And the thing is all about the word respect. And tonight, mm-hmm. what I noticed. He called them on people he knew. He called them on people that he knew the issues about. He had everything written on cards ready to call them. It was a step. Correct. Step. Okay? Correct. I was very pleased that he called on Tyler. Tyler is going to be yeah. the future of Rockaway. And I'm going to tell you, I was disappointed with the mayor that he didn't remember Tyler from the questions mm. that he asked him to have. And also yeah. the fact that we got to City Hall and got him an award, which took a yes, lot long. Nick had dropped the <laughs> ball. And to me, the mayor should have said, young man, come up here, take a picture with me. You're the future. So mm. I was disappointed. And when I got out of the meeting tonight, I texted the mayor on his cell. And mm-hmm. I said, Number one, I'm sorry if I made a spectacle. I said, two, I said, I'm very surprised you didn't remember the young man. And I said, <laughs> three, I didn't need to talk to you. I needed to talk to a few commissioners. And I'll tell you why I went there with two two goals. Okay. One goal was to tell him about the beach. Okay, The fact uh-huh. that we have no sand on the beach. The other part is that the raid has no protection. Okay? Absolutely none. That was a two-part thing that, hey, Mr. Mayor, I asked you before, put the $20 up for sand replenishment. Then you'll get reimbursed by the Army Corps. Don't con us uh, with parks and say we don't need it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Then the other thing, I was there in my other part of the community I represent in Ozone Park at 85-15 101 mm-hmm. Avenue the old Christ Lutheran Church they're putting, trying to put in a homeless shelter for 113 mentally ill men wow Yes. now I'm not yeah. against helping people I'm against the shelter system people need permanent housing and mm. we don't need 113 mentally ill gentlemen that if they don't take their meds can be violent. They could be pedophiles because they don't check their background. This is near six schools, mm. nine daycare centers, three mosques, and six churches. Wow. Okay. And I'm concerned for the parents and the kids. And I, I will say I went over to talk to Commissioner Vance. We had uh-huh. a great conversation and I spoke to Mitch Silver who agreed with me they made a mistake about the sand.
0: Sorry. Well, it's funny you should, when you mention the shelters, you notice there was no opposition to the shelters that are coming to Mott Avenue in the Far Rockway
2: area? That's correct. And you notice, did you notice tonight that uh, Donovan spoke up for the shelters, and he, pro- <laughs> he he's on my Facebook, and he probably read that I said I was going tonight to discuss this. And if you remember, I was at a meeting, which uh, Felicia Johnson was at, and a bunch <laughs> of us community board fourteen, discussing the shelters in Far Rockaway, with the young lady who's in charge, and Debbie, who works for the councilman said that Councilman Donovan uh, Richards got $53 million for downtown Far Rockaway. I remember that. In turn for uh,
0: accepting
2: Shelton. And I (laughs) said to her, wow, your boss is going to sell us out. He's going to sell us (laughs) out and take Shelton for millions. I said, you want to know something? I wouldn't take 50 cents and sell out my district or my community. And I I wonder where that
0: 53 million went.
2: Thank you. And I think that you have that in recording because it was recorded that meeting. I I don't remember, Ozzy or somebody was there. Ozzy recorded it. That's right. And you got her statement. And I called called, uh, Donovan out on this. And what I noticed is such as when we were fighting the homeless shelter on 44th. At that mm-hmm. time, he told me take my fat white ass back to Bell Harbor. That I Wow. Ever- yes. And I told him, number one, I don't live in Bell Harbor. Number two, this is my community and we don't need a shelter. And that's the La Quinta. Okay? Those are, some,
0: those are some strong words for an elected official to say to yep. a district leader.
2: And Adrian Felton, who at that time worked for Shirley Huntley, now works for Tis James, had to get in between the two of us. And I couldn't believe the way he spoke to me. First of all, take my fat white ass. What is got to do with it? And Bell Harbor? I don't live in Bell Harbor. I live in Rockaway Park. And you know what? I I don't see color. I see communities. And we are all one. East, west, north, south. We are one community, and I don't like division. I'm not for division.
0: Well, sorry. You know what? The, the more I see with us, Yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. The, the The more I see the nonsense out here, sometimes I just wonder what would it be like if it was one council district.
2: Well, let me let me be honest with you. Okay, many people said through the years. You could never get a minority elected with one district. And I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, a number of years back, I ran for the state assembly, and Sarah Berger ran a- against Bertha Thomas for state committee. Bertha Thomas <laughs> was a black lady. She won the state committee seat, and she ran the whole assembly <laughs> district, and it was Rockaway, Road Channel, and Breezy. And and at the time. I will tell you, they said it could never happen. Now I will tell you, and I will give you my commitment. If God is good and we ever get a chance to put Rockaway, Broad Channel, and Breezy together, I am not frightened to go into New York City housing, nor am I frightened to go into Far Rockaway or any other area. I feel that whoever the council person would be must concentrate on the whole picture, not part. When I was running in the thirty second council district, I walked the streets of South Dozone Park, which was part, and Richmond Hill. And when I knocked the doors they said they never met an elected official before. Who are you running against? They didn't know Eric. I won that whole okay. area because my commitment was and still is that if you're gonna represent, you're gonna represent. That means you've got to go to each and every part of the community, part of the district, and help people. Why do we have to have a meeting tonight to ring hundreds of people with their complaints if they're doing their job?
0: <laughs> That's a damn good question.
2: <laughs> Why do you have to go and make 100 calls to get a correct answer? Why did they? Did everybody have to sit there all night, three, four hours, to go back and forth with nonsense? Total nonsense.
0: What do you think about that, Jeff? Jeff, you still there? Yeah, I guess we lost Jeff for a minute. Well, Lou, I, I just I, I really feel like I, I wasted a lot of time going over there, but you know, my my son wanted to say something to the mayor, so and he um, was
2: great. I, I, he was wonderful. Yeah.
0: So I, I guess it was, you know, it was well worth it, you know, by letting him get something off his chest. But I, I really felt like it was a disservice to the community, and uh, a waste of uh, a lot of people's precious time. You know, and um, I honestly think he. You deserve an apology, you know, from the councilman. That was very disrespectful. And I'm sure almost everyone in the room was a witness to it. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yes. And you know what? I will tell you, okay? And, and from my heart, I was very surprised. I really was. Because you know what? I will tell you, I'm going to have a meeting next week in my Democratic club. And I mm-hmm. never shut anyone down. I allow everyone to speak. Okay, Jeffrey has right. been at my meetings. He can tell you. Everyone is welcome. I don't uh, call upon you because I know you. If you're a you're student, back Jeff?
1: Yeah, can anybody hear me? I've lost internet connection in,
2: yes. in, my, in my
1: studio. I apologize yes, for that. That's
2: okay. The one thing I will say, Edwin, is people who come to my meeting, I don't care what they look like, where they live, or what they're about. They will get a question and an answer. I never shut anyone down. I welcome everyone. And tonight, it was a disgrace. It was all rehearsed. It was a dog and pony show. And I'm yeah. embarrassed for Rockaway.
0: Yeah, that, 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 I I, I was, you want to chime in, Jeff?
1: Um, hey, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, district leader here couldn't have said it any better. Um, I, I just I – just, I'm lost for words because this community sits back here and they pretend that everything's okay, everything's lolly-dolly, and they don't even know that they're intelligently being played.
2: Exactly.
0: Uh, well, here's something that he kept saying, and I was wondering why when they were talking about the ferry coming to Far Rockaway, and he kept saying, yeah, it'll be good for tourism. Uh-huh. Where the tour is gonna to go? Thank
2: you, thank you. And I want to. What tourism? Thank you. Why was he so not so interested in going to get another ferry stop? Well,
1: okay. well, wait a second here. Wait a second here. Before we jump the gun, I just want y'all to point that out again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That he said that he wants tourism, right? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. The first question of all of us is going to say that. All right. What tourism? Maybe that is just him slipping up
2: and save for code that there may be more to come. Okay, let me tell you something, Jeffrey. All we seem to get is additional housing being built. We are not getting uh, any kind of employment opportunities, any businesses. There is no commerce coming into this community. All right? Mm-hmm. We need real stores where people could shop. He spoke tonight about Beats 53rd, beats 54th, Beach Channel Drive. There used to be a bodega there and some other crap. They took it down. The, mm-hmm. the lot that is where Papa John's is used to hold, when I grew up, a Walmart's. Then it became other stores. I don't know how you could have such a long stretch that there's no real grocery store. No bank, yeah, think... no bank to go to. There's nothing. It's like, I, 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 how do I want to say this without insulting? Let's take the the people that live in this area, and keep them down, and let's make them need us, okay? Mm. Because I don't like that. Like they built the La Quinta that was supposed to be whatever. Who's going to stay there? Exactly. There's no place to eat, no place to shop. Okay.
0: It's right in the middle of nowhere. Thank
2: you. So what I want to know is you guys can answer to me, please, and help me figure this out. So we have stopped and shop, okay, on 69th Street. We then mm-hmm. go further. What do we find? Nothing. You find a little supermarket that's a bodega or whatever, and not even that. Okay? we had a chance of getting Big Vox. We were going to get Rebecca as a target. Terry Romsky wanted it. Everybody wanted it. The community ward manager, Jonathan Gasker, did not want to allow Big Vox in the community. Now, I have a problem with that. We should have. Let me tell you something. If, God willing, the fight that I, I worked on for years, we got rid of the toll for the residents. If Stacey and Joe get this will pass and that toll's off the bridge, all, all gloves are on. We are then entitled mm-hmm. to getting big boxes in here. Because well, you, I'm sorry. Go
0: ahead. Well, you know what that, that's an excellent because maybe they will start coming in. But but Lou and Jeff, yes. do you guys notice where were our Jewish brothers and sisters. I didn't see the Bayswater city. They, 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 they were there.
1: They were there. They were there. They were
0: there. Enid
2: and her crew were there.
1: I, s- I spoke to a couple of them.
2: Mhm. Yeah. They were very quiet. Oh wow. No, no, well. no, no. Let me explain something to you. People got a phone call today, telling them to go to the 41st Street houses. Do you know that? Wow. Enid, Enid, and uh, Phyllis Rutnick came over to me. Do you know we all received calls that the meeting was moved to forty first street wow,
1: house? It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff just being exposed to Okay.
2: And I said, What are you wow. talking about? Edwin, uh, when I saw the flyer go up, I shared it with okay. everyone. Okay? And I made mm-hmm. sure on every page I was on. I saw I,
0: I saw it. you were sharing. Okay.
2: And I will tell you, Bayswater was in the house. They raised their hand and were avoided. Woo. Okay? Ooh. And I can tell you who was there, because I know every one of them. Okay?
0: So he was he was bypassing them as well? Yes. Yes. Because, see, I know they're not happy about the shelters coming to Mott Avenue. They're not happy about all the dense housing. That's
2: what, yep. out That's there. what it's about. Yep. Because I heard him say, uh, some people here don't want it, and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. It's all bully tactics. Not everyone thinks it's great. And let me just say to you, we finally were told the old stock property where Thriftway was, Mm. they were going to build this beautiful mall. They redid all the stores. People wanted to rent them. Guess what? We're not doing that. We're going to give you all this housing. Hmm. Okay, well, it's well, it's interesting article. that you it's
1: interesting he says that because I remember reading old articles when when then city councilman James Sanders Jr was in office. He also was behind building a new mall and attracting big
2: stores like Macy's at the time and The proof is out there about that. Let me tell you something. Rita Stark had a problem with her sister They on the mall, and there was a big fight between her and sister and a brother. That's why nothing got done. They finally got the property and had an agreement. And we had all these great businesses lined up to come. And others that have businesses in Far Rockway want to expand. Instead, they got Thriftway out. They did, they did them all out. I couldn't believe what happened. Now, what I want to know with all these units they're building, where is the parking?
0: Well,
1: yeah, I mean, that's what Eugene Folk says a
2: lot. Okay. Where is the parking going to be? Then the other question, Peninsula Hospital. We fought so hard to keep it. There's a deal now they're building housing there too. No one bought that up. Yep, exactly.
0: Because those people were bypassed.
2: No, let me explain what it is. You had a lot of people, you had a man behind me, who had raids in his hair, and he kept, he raised his hand, raised his hand, he wouldn't call on him, because he had questions, he didn't call upon (laughs) people, he knew what people had in their mind, he orchestrated what he did, okay, wow, and that's what it was about orchestration. That's sad.
1: well, you know, clear. that's that, that. I would say that he's definitely that. That's what I would call fascism in a way, you because see? that that's <laughs> you know that's a way of censoring people. Because if it's a town hall, it's open to anyone. Okay, so Correct. let me
2: tell you what it's all about. Last time Eric had the town hall, a couple of people got up and embarrassed the mayor, and he didn't want to have a blemish on him. Now, I don't understand the man behind me had such great concerns. Bayswater, myself, okay? I I, I couldn't figure out why, okay? And I saw a lot of hands. I was the last one out of the building. I stayed to the end. I was with uh, Pastor Cockburn and, uh, uh, what's his name? Coral Griffith Hunt, Dr. Hunt. And we were mm-hmm. talking, and everyone who walked out who had a problem, I spoke to them. There were A couple of them had some real bad problems. I took them, I gave them my card, and I said, I will help them. A couple of the guys from Arbor, I took them over to Polly Trottenberg. They had issues? That's what it's supposed to be about. If you got a problem, talk, and you go over to see the commissioner and get help. It didn't happen that way tonight.
0: Yeah, I, I I honestly felt that the uh, the other town hall was a little better organized.
2: And what was it, Edwin, do you remember what happened at the end of that town hall? Didn't the mayor stand there for over an hour and talk? To oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Okay. This time, they whisked the mayor out of there.
0: Yeah, Why? of course.
2: Why? Because
0: they didn't want the people to hit him with the real stuff,
2: thank you, thank you. And well, it wasn't yeah, yeah. them, let's not say them, let's just say the council, yes. And you know what? Correct. All the people who live in NYCHA, okay, that were there tonight no heat, no hot water, rats, no, no compact all the stuff, he wanted to keep that hidden, okay. Yes. You know what? Man, up. And do what you got to do in your district. Okay? And,
0: and you know what? I wasn't even satisfied with the answers they were giving exactly. to people that lived in night. So yeah, a year and it a was, half. It was, I was like, are you serious? Well, well, that's, you know,
1: that, that's what they've been doing for a long time now.
0: You can't give them heat and hot water. You can't. It takes you a year and a half to get a trash can back. Are you Freaking serious?
1: Well, well Hamels had that boiler, that portable boiler system for like two or three years now. And
2: what about Redfern? Redfern had they, no heat almost the whole winter. Glenn Collins kept calling me to help
1: him. Well, he's, he's calling again now. Yes. He's like, yes. they're having the same issue again, and it seems like this stuff always happens when it's starting to get Thank cold. Thank you.
2: And and even Cahill called me, and I called James Sanders on his cell one night, and Cahill was on the phone with <laughs> me. And he says to me, thank you. Because you know what? I don't. I may not represent Redfern, but i would be damned if mm-hmm. anyone's going to die and freeze to death yeah. when it's cold. That is not nice. Absolutely.
0: And I don't well, hear see. no
2: crap that I'm sleeping now. I can't talk to you. Maloney. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll
1: tell you this right now. You know, I'm going to continue to say it. Even people telling me I don't have the facts or not. But I know what I've been sitting down in these rooms and hearing. From real city officials that people don't even get a chance to even get on the phone or you get an email answer to. And I'm telling you right now that the I feel, and I know it's right, that they want to prior they want to privatize NYCHA. They do not want to fix NYCHA. They do not want to keep it public housing. It's not cost effective. And they're sitting on prime real estate property. So why keep peeping there where you're now taking a loss when you can be making the most? I've told people on the episode before. Down on Prince Street in Lower Manhattan, off the South Street Seaport. Yes, there's a big giant. There's a big giant building going up. Yes, and it's called one. It's called One Manhattan, mm-hmm. and it's right there, literally on the same block as a NYCHA development. Right. Mm-hmm. So that should just tell people right there that what kind of real estate sitting on, and NYCHA is just going to be collecting money from this, and, and you know, people could believe Donovan Richards' old dream about how oh you know, there's laws in place now where they have to give some units to affordable housing, but they put affordable to whom? Because if most people in NYCHA have been struggling all their life to get a decent job and, and live someplace, they wouldn't be living there for 30 years. So if they had the means of income to just move out and go into these luxury buildings that you call now set aside for affordable people, it's just not logical. He's selling people a pipe dream and people are just now drinking and swallowing it like it's nothing. Well,
0: I mean... They're making it seem like that's gonna be a tourist destination. I'm just... Yep, yep. And,
2: <laughs> and can I can I just say to you, not everyone in NYCHA pays a small amount of rent. Oh, oh right. You're right. You're right. You're who right. You're Almost two thousand a month. Right. And I asked I asked one lady who is a nurse. I said to her, Pearl, why do you live in one of the worst buildings on Beach 54? And you know what she said? I've been here 49 years of my life. I don't want to move. She tells me every night there's gunshots. She has to get on the floor out of her bed. And I say, what, oh, what do you lying. pay rent? 1800 a month to live that way. Okay? That makes sense. So, well,
1: I'll well, be honest with you, though. This is where now I kind of shift to the right on here and say, well, hey, listen, if you got $2,000 to live in some crap, I mean, it's starting to just become a choice now at that point to just say, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm struggling here. I got rats and roaches. Yep. At that point, I'm sorry. You just choose to be in that now. If you could pay $2,000 no, tonight, you, you, you choose know what, to no. be there.
2: You know what it is? It's about being stable, living where oh. you grew up place that you're familiar with, you know everyone. She said to me, when she gets out of her car, she knows everyone. She knows that they'll look after her. And I said, to her, what happens if they start shooting? If you remember, a couple of years ago...
0: Know, looking after they're shooting.
2: Right. A couple of years ago on Night Out Against Crime, uh, Geraldine Simmons, uh, who was, was the president of what was known as Edgemere, OK, mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. son was out there helping the kids that day. He was shot innocently because they were shooting and he brought the kids in to save their lives. She was out with me at the 101 precinct volunteering and she lost her son. And you know what? I cannot believe that you have to live that way. And, the, and what they want to do, they want to take all the parking lots that are in-city and NYCHA housing and build more affordable housing, higher rents and whatever. And yeah. to me, what is the purpose? Okay? And then how come WaveCrest is running NYCHA buildings?
1: Well, that goes back to what I was <laughs> telling you before. That's the privatization of mm-hmm. NYCHA houses, and that's how it starts. But people shouldn't be scared of that. If you're in the right situation and you, you have a decent job, like you're saying, other people at NYCHA do, which is very much the truth. There are a lot of hardworking families in NYCHA. Mm-hmm. Privatize- privatization should be great for them because then that way you get brand new everything. Now you have a developer in there that can afford to make these repairs because the reason why NYCHA is not where it's at now is because while well, they're just in a huge deficit, they've been stealing a lot of money, they've been caught stealing, and there just hasn't been proper investment from all agencies, uh, all governmental agencies, state, federal, city. And I think that would be the best option for the people who are in that situation now. For unfortunately, there'll be people who aren't, and you know they're going to have to now face, you know, trying to get a Section Eight or something, you know, some type of voucher. Which I thought was important that what De Blasio had noted in the town hall today about vouchers.
2: And let me tell you about the vouchers. The vouchers that they're giving now are no good. And I'll explain. It's not Section Eight. The voucher that they're given, no landlord wants to take. It's the Links program. Oh, and what yeah. happens is, no, That's not that's not Section Eight, right? You get help.
0: Well, right. you, could you explain that to me, Lou? What it Please is?
2: Links, what they do? They'll start you off saying paying eighteen hundred, two thousand a month, and they'll get you down to giving you two hundred a month. You have to have a job that you make three times the amount of your rent. Now mm. let's be realistic. OK, most people today live paycheck to paycheck. I don't know where they think they're going to get people to be able to do this. So links is a failure. You go to the homeless shelter, they give you links. Now, if you're hmm. working at Rite Aid, Dwayne Reed, Stop and Shop, making minimum wage, they're not going to be able to pay your rent.
1: Uh, absolutely.
2: So I don't know what they're thinking. Section 8 was a great program. It was 30% of your income. So that means Jeffrey's starting out. He gets married. He has a baby. He's only making $12,000, 14000 you in 20000 a year. They divide your, let's say your monthly income is 1300 It would go divided by 30%. So it would be $390 your rent. And if you have other bills, it would bring it down. It would be affordable. Right.
1: Right. And that's important to say, because a lot of people that are on that section, they don't know that. Right. It's important that you provide all your expenses to the agency. And that's how you get a lower rent. If your kids are in college or in high school, you ask the school for a package of what you're spending. Yep. On schools and that even breaks down a lot of your rent. And what was also interesting about what De Blasio was saying, see now De Blasio was only talking about Section Eight. He didn't mention these other like you. No, know, he, didn't, you were no
2: he didn't tr- no no. He didn't say section eight. He answered to programs. And he, I I mm-hmm. screamed Well
1: down. well there well there's several different programs with right. section eight. No, no, but he I was.
2: screamed out. No, 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 no. I screamed out from my seat. No one takes these vouchers. And the commissioner got up and said you can't refuse them. Now, Edwin, you mm, own a home. You, you can't. Wait a minute. Hold on. Edwin, you own a home. It's a two-family <laughs> home, correct?
0: Sure. All right.
2: Here's my question to you. Uh you go into the real estate, you give your apartment to list. I now come okay. there with this Lynx voucher. I don't have a job. I don't, I got a job making minimum wage. And your rent is $2,500. Uh, and mm-hmm. I was just evicted from another apartment for non payment of rent. Do you <laughs> want to deal with me?
0: No. Uh, I would not want to create a headache for myself. Thank you.
2: So, he says you can't refuse people. If you fail a credit report, your credit is no good. You can be turned down. And just because I go and look at your apartment, you could turn me down and say, oh, I'm sorry, I, uh, I'm not interested in you. Well, why are you turning me down? You don't have to give a reason, okay? Most people yeah. don't give a reason outside of, maybe they'll say income, or you have too many kids, course of course, to the water bill, whatever. But okay. I'm just saying, honestly, the facts that were stated tonight was so mis- I, misconstrued. I was like, I, I wish that I could have said to the mayor, you have no clue. I have so many people who live in this community on programs. And I even posted, <laughs> help me. I named all the real estate agents. Can you get me apartments to these people? Not one of them answered. And you know what? They all called me and said, please take my name off. Wow. Well, well, Lou, you, what
1: you're you're really what you're saying is an excellent point, but there's a lot of other factors there that you know you didn't mention when it comes to uh, Section Eight vouchers. Um, the thing is, though, landlords they what the H.P.D. director is saying is sort of true, but landlords still have rights of their own as well. As far as you know, when people come in with these subsidies, it's not that they're denying them because they have the voucher itself. There are a lot of other factors, like you mentioned with the credit reports. And then you also have to factor in, though, they're still going to ask for your income, which they have a which they have the legal right to ask. And the problem is, though, it's very simple. Okay, let's say this person somehow comes up with three times the rent along with the voucher. Okay, cool. You're going to bring them in. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem, though. They don't pay their rent. The landlord is well within their rights to be like they got to go. So it's not really a risk. It's not really a risk for the landlords too much. It's really a risk with these people with the vouchers. Because what a lot of people don't realize about these vouchers, if you don't follow through every year and you don't pay your rent, they will take your voucher away from you. Exactly. Exactly. And not only that, I think it's also important that you just point out to people too that with these vouchers is that they have to make sure all their paperwork is together and in order. If it's not in order. And you go up there in front of that landlord and you're trying to get these luxury apartments or you're trying to get a nice place to live. They won't give it to you because they really, these landlords they want to make sure they can get paid. Right. That's the bottom line. Right. But let me, let let me
2: just it <laughs> to say the problem with these vouchers, okay. Uh, I come in and move in by you three months later, my voucher is good for $2,500 three months later. I don't give my $500 share. You know what? The landlord's now stuck with me because the city says, oh, we can't make them homeless. Now,
1: that part is true. That's very true right now.
2: Okay? So that's what the problem becomes. That's why no one wants to take these programs.
1: But I'll tell you right now, though, it's a necessary problem.
2: And you know what? Let me say something to you. Before the grace of God go I... You never know when you're in financial trouble. And after Hurricane Sandy, many families were displaced and homeless. They lost their places to live and their jobs. And what did they do with them? They sent them to the Bronx to shelters. We had a shelter open on 65th Street. We couldn't get one of our own people in there. They sent them to the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that's the the unfortunate thing. If you're getting displaced and you're being put in a shelter, you don't know where you're going
2: to wind up. But look, you heard the woman, you heard Janine Ferguson get up and talk about a family that lived in Beach 22nd Street on New Haven Avenue where the fire was. And that those four kids have to travel from Brooklyn from a hotel, unacceptable, unacceptable. Well, I mean,
1: that's, that's the... I mean, it's not right, but that is the nature of the beast right now because we have a lot – I feel we have a lot of laws on the place in New York State that need to be ratified because there's a lot of loopholes with the right to shelter law and things like that where people are being bused from other cities and they're coming into our state and they're saying that they're homeless.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I've done a lot of reading and I've been doing a lot of sitting down in different meetings and different community boards across the city. I, I have a broad aspect of it, but it's not that simple either. And I'm not trying to make excuses for these electeds. Everybody knows I'm the last one to do that. But I have to say that, you know, in credit to De Blasio, he is more transparent with this, but he also is just like the rest of them that just don't have a clue right now to like how to fix this. And to be honest, to you, Lou, I, or Ed, I don't think either one of us in here either has all the answers to this.
2: No, no. Ed, what Ed, you know? What you know? What's sad. Why would you pay three to six thousand a month to put someone in a shelter when you can give them real permanent housing for less?
1: And they're doing this in all so many other countries already. And it's been proven to be successful. Um, And one of the places where, you know, I have a lot of family and, you know, grew up around like in Chicago and um, Mm -hmm. different areas of like Colorado and Texas. What they're doing is they're giving people a path to homeless. I mean, a a path to um, housing where they work a certain amount of a certain amount of time. And they now like basically the the state is investing in the city is investing in you while you work. Right and and they're able to now, now you have a big netty pot what what I call it of funds that you can use once you're done doing the deeds that you're doing for the city. And these people have homes and they're living in them. They're they on their programs and they, and they be able to keep these jobs and they're not like, these are not some ricky dig jobs cleaning up a park. Right. Like they're actually learning like real skills. A lot of them are working for the transportation company in Chicago. A lot of them are out there working for sanitation. These are city jobs they have. Mm-hmm. And, you're telling me if they stay in this program, they only asking them to stay in this program for five years. Right. You're telling me if you have a city job for five years, you're still getting benefits, that you're not going to be able to not maintain a home after you finally get one in five years? Impossible. Right, it's true. It's true. Impossible of you going back being homeless after that. See, what they did in Chicago
2: that they didn't do in New York City, uh, during rec uh, in the 90s and early 2000s, they... Imploded city housing buildings, the high rises, and they went to low rise.
0: They were getting rid of right.
2: They made well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Story.
0: Chicago
1: was knocking down the yeah. Right. They were knocking down the housing projects, right?
2: right. They made two story uh, townhouses and whatever, and they gave people a better quality of life. Instead of creating ten thousand people within within a, a two block range, they cut it down. To 150, 300 people. And they did it right. In New and York, and it's,
1: easier to, it's easier to maintain those buildings too.
2: That's correct. In New York, they never did that. There was always rumors that city housing, NYCHA housing was going co-op. It never happened. Yeah, that,
1: yeah, you're right. That's been a rumor for a long time. Right. Uh, yep. And that's why, and that's why a lot of people decided to stay in the projects all these years because they were under that notion that they were all renting into, into ownership, into a share. And it's, it just never was true. Well, the Uh, other
2: thing that happened in NYXR, grandma lived there and grandma, then one of her grandchildren became into drugs, ran grandma out of the apartment and staying there illegally. Correct. Okay. That's a problem that we have there, yes. When I lived in what was called the Project Center, everyone had to be screened. They had to know about you, come to your house, open your drawers to see how you live. (laughs) (laughs) Really, when I moved into Serial Towers, my first apartment in 1977, okay? They came to where I was living in Great Towers, looked in my bedroom, opened all the drawers of my dresser to see how I live, to ask questions. Otherwise I wasn't getting any Yes.
1: Yes. Things were things were so much different back yes. then. And if we readopted those things now, you yes. got these crazy lunatic liberals out there who say that this is fascism. This is unnecessary. Mm. This is not this is not right. This is discrimination. No. Do you not want to live in a comfortable neighborhood do you not want to live in
2: a desirable neighborhood yeah exactly good
0: question good question well gentlemen I really appreciate you guys coming on tonight Lou Simon and dropping some knowledge on us thank you and we definitely would like to have you back on again because you seem to have a history book of this peninsula
2: I let me tell you something I'm very proud uh, I' I'm, I'm 59 years old. And I've lived here my whole life. And I will tell you that I'm so, what's the word, proud and happy that I live in Rockaway. And I will tell you there's no better place in the world to live than where we live. And I'm gonna tell you, when I come back from wherever I am, the air is good. There's a breeze and it's very, very welcoming. Our community is welcoming, and we welcome everyone
1: here. We just got to change the leadership.
0: Oh, good luck. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, gentlemen. Well, thank Thanks you. A lot.
2: Thank Bye you. Peace right.
0: from the East.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody.